Buono tutto, mia Gosteri. Oh, buongiorno, papi. Buongiorno. Mia prensa. A good day for you. Good day, yeah. Another day, another herb and cheese. <laughs> I, I just went into a Ukrainian see. accent for some reason. See, si, papi, what, what do you say? See, 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 a herb and a formaggio. The bees mm-hmm. and the parmigiano reggiano. <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> I'm obviously recording in my new booth, which is outdoors, and the trains just get louder every day. I choo choo. Dude, they're running a train on your on your ears, and that's not nice. Um, they're, run- they're running a train on my passion project. <laughs> um, yeah. What are the odds the conductor is tuned in at the same time? Like it's like <laughs> you know we we target. You know this mm-hmm. class of hardworking people. Like, if you're an iron worker, like you. Oh, facts! Like he's currently multitasking, crossing an intersection, and tuning into our IG live. Mm-hmm. It's the IG live for me. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I don't know if uh, if I'm pi- if I'm picking up on your, um, you know, voice. Because uh, I'm projecting, but I'm feeling pretty hungover today. Yes, me too. Many a bottle of biodynamic beverages was drinking (laughs) amongst us last evening. A few Normcore beers were crushed. And (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not feeling so great, Eric. I'm not feeling so great. I feel like I just stomached a 12-incher, you know? Meatball. Mm -hmm. A thick thick boy. Mm -hmm. You're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, Ty and I had an IRL activation last night. Um, natty wine was consumed. Um, it was actually like a little work work event that turned turned ugly. <laughs> it went real ugly real fast. So yeah, I've today has been a recuperation day, Eric. I've I've been nursing myself, hydrating. I drank some uh, salted caramel cold foam cold brew from Starbucks because <laughs> I thought that would fix me. And uh, I just had a really good meal, and I think that that's going to do it. I, as you know, I'm not really an omelet man, right? That's my you know that about shit. me. It's one of the uh, core verticals of my personality. Is Thai don't like omelets. No omelet for Thai Thai. No um, omelet. That's a, that's an Eric thing. So that's all good. Yeah, we got our bases covered. Big, yeah, you make up for you eat enough omelets for the both of us, but. I want to get back I into it. almost so, so much that I shaved my head to look like an egg. Dude, you are an <laughs> egg <head. laughs> Wow, I never thought about it that way. And I don't, I don't disrespect egg in any form, but I just couldn't stomach an omelet until today. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, so I thought, how, yeah, how do, I, how do I eat an omelet at home that's actually good? Well, I did what any smart home cook would do i watched a bunch of michelin star youtube videos about how to actually Mm. cook an omelet and Mm -hmm. let me tell you they got some good advice did you do it the classic french way or Mm. the japanese way or did you do like a some some thai kisitanto hybrid interesting interesting uh i did the classic french way i 
found this restaurant called Mirazur on the southern French coast. Three Michelin stars, and they taught me everything I needed to know. So the mm. classic French way is like really well-whipped egg, no filler, all killer, a couple fat fats in there, oil and butter. And you do this little shaky dance mm-hmm. with the pan mm-hmm. to kind of roll it up and keep mm-hmm. it both wet and dry at the same time, mm-hmm. kind of like a Subway sandwich. And mm-hmm. then here's the real kicker. I didn't have any Parmigiano-Reggiano around to like sprinkle on top as one might do. So I made my own, Eric. I made it out of almonds, nutritional yeast, and, like, spices. And it was awesome. Holy shit. You made cheese. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that possible? How well, it's not really cheese. cheese. Instant. Instant cheese. It, look, it looks like, like the cheese in your Annie's mac and cheese powder, but it's just ground up almond. Oh, interesting. And mm-hmm. it just, like, melts? Does it melt down, or...? Or what? It's more of a sprinkle, like you kind of, kind of sprinkled it on top, like a dust, like when you get the spices and the salt and pepper at the oh, end of your sandwich. So it's it's not Parmigiano, it's Parmesan. <laughs> well, you could like, uh, yeah, it's just Parmesan, sure. It's like <laughs> when you ask for Parm at Subway, it's like they dust it with like some white powder. And I'm mm. not talking about the good kind of white powder, but like some kind of mystery white powder. Is, is that mm-hmm. kind of, that's the final form we're looking at here? Honestly, if I didn't know what was in my white powder, I'd say it's more of a mystery than the Parmesan at Subway. Mm, it does look like a mystery. Yeah, that thing is uh, is pretty cursed sounding, to be honest. <laughs> Nutritional yeah. yeast? You you're, you're telling me your breakfast had a yeast infection? <laughs> yeah, dude. And now I have a yeast infection. And this boy ain't <laughs> vaccinated for them. That's right, buddy. Well, is, let me know how that happens to cure your hangover because... Uh, I went for a nice bowl of spicy pork soup. Um, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, spicy pork soup with uh, a nice little rice sheet noodles. And let me tell you, Ty, it, it hit the spot. Um, Interesting. You know, yeah, every time I'm hungover, like, I don't really get hungover that often. I'm pretty good at handling my liquor. but You're built different. You know, I am built slightly different, but yeah, this, you know, this morning I needed to do something. And whenever I have to eat to cure hangover, I always go for like a bowl of like Asian noodles mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like a nice iced coffee. So I had that, mm-hmm. you know, a nice Vietnamese iced coffee, mm-hmm. you know, condensed milk and whatnot. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I went for a nice little walk just now. Um, You're coming back. The Apple store. <laughs> yeah. Father stretched my hands. You are uh, mm-hmm. resurrected. Mm-hmm. You're damn right, buddy. I went to get a nice little trim at my barber shop. What do they have uh, to trim? Your hair is like a millimeter long. It There's is more now. hair it on was, It was two millimeters. Yeah, it was two millimeters when I walked in that bitch. Um, but you could say I went from like herbs and cheese to like classic Italian. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. You really ble- yeah. bleached and waxed. <laughs> yeah, just cleaned myself up. You know, cleaned up my act. I needed something to get me back to normal, and yeah. it was the food I had today and the haircut. Um, and I caught two new uh, Lucy AirPods, so that was fun. Wait, you got more AirPods? How come? I'm about to put the breadheads on. All right, just get ready for this fucking life hack. Right now, Ty, there is a Apple service program or warranty program for the AirPod Pros. And if you 
got your AirPods before October 2020, you're eligible to like just get a new new set because there's no there's a big chance that your AirPods have like some staticky noise. And like mine did, and it was like barely noticeable, but I was like, you know what, let me let me go and just like flex this warranty and get a new set. And that's exactly what I did. So my new pods are on the way. Wow. Is it just for yeah. pros? I'd like to get in on this. Just for I'd like pros. To get on this reimbursement. Ah. Yeah. Lucky you. See, that's how the rich get richer, Ty. You gotta invest <laughs> in early and then you know things just good things just happen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your bet paid off. Your angel investment is paying back mm-hmm. buckets you mm-hmm. never have more airpods than ears eric oh i've been had you know i had the original pods i got the airpod pros got the max uh now i have two more coming so i don't know man i'm just a pod guy podcast yeah. airpod all your the pods. podcast you got you're an ap man and i'm not talking about automa <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm more of a pp man you're a pp man <laughs> Pushing, pushing, pushing PP. Oh, dude. Okay. Speaking of pushing PP, segue. I gotta talk to you about some nasty bathroom habits I've been observing lately. Just atrocious. So, oh god, is this? You might happen. It happened yesterday because you you alluded to to something you noticed in the bathroom, and you told me you were gonna you were excited to tell me tomorrow, which is today. Yeah, dude. I am traumatized. I'm traumatized. (laughs) I am so tired of using public bathrooms. I'm just going to hold it till I get home from here out. So you, you know how like you and I were discussing intimately a few weeks ago about dudes who like play on their phone at the urinal. They like got one hand on the little man and then one hand (laughs) swiping through the gram, right? They're multitasking. (laughs) I got one finger on TikTok and another finger on the Frank Ocean cock ring. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, one hand on Homer, one hand on Grinder. TikTok. <laughs> one oh, hand man. on TikTok, one hand on the cock. <laughs> uh, so, Homer hanging on the I cock. Mm-hmm. You know, the bracelet matches the set. Whatever Jeez. Drake said. Something Jeez. like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, dude, this? it's just this, like, I don't know why there's this masculine urge for dudes to, like, fill. It's like guys are afraid of being alone, you know? I, like, can't stand in the urinal for more than 10 seconds with my own thoughts. So I need to be, mm. I need to watch, like, a John Oliver video while I'm pissing, you mm. know? It's true. And what, did you catch what this guy was doing next to you? No clue. Was he looking so... at your hog? <laughs> He's trying to catch a snap a pick. It'll last yeah. longer. <laughs> wait i think i just dissed myself shit <laughs> <laughs> so was this guy ordering a footlong on the subway app while looking at your footlong Whoa. he's like damn oh, i got hungry just now i can only assume what the musings of the man on the phone was but i walked into the bathroom posted up the urinal there was a man phone in the right hand pisser in the left and as I was looking in the, I was able to watch him through the bathroom mirror, Eric. I don't have a direct sight line here because that would be uh, a little bit creepy. So I'm kind of like following along the narrative from mm-hmm. through the mirror, mm-hmm. through, through the looking glass. And yeah. I watch an incredible, like the, the ESPN like play of the day. He takes the phone 
and swaps hands. And now he's got the phone in his left hand and the, his penis in his right hand. He like <laughs> swapped part way. And I'm not huh. really sure how. I couldn't see. I couldn't see what, what happened there. Some David Blaine mm. street magic was unfolding in the urinal. Mm. So he used both hands. So he got his, he probably got a little urine on the hand before he like swapped it. So <laughs> I don't ever touch another guy's phone. That's the, the end. end That's story the here. golden rule here. How does someone like piss with no hands? Because obviously like he didn't like toss the phone up, did a swap and then grab it in midair. Like obviously he like let go of his um, six inch, mm-hmm. like swapped hands and then, you know, picked the back, picked up where he left off literally. Um, Wait, literally, how, yeah. How does how does somebody do that? Like that never registered with me. I would be pissing all over the Amiri jeans if I, you know, took the hand off the like, off the holster. <laughs> yeah, this isn't an autonomous electric vehicle here. This is a, exactly. this is a manual. <laughs> yeah, this is a Hellcat. I'm ready to spray. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know, man. But th- that's the so, such a weird thing. Is I thought like this Cirque du Soleil swapping of the artifacts was impressive. Whoa! <laughs> I thought about clapping, but that, this was a few <laughs> days ago, right? I walk away traumatized. I, cl- I, go- I visit another public bathroom yesterday, Eric. Mm-hmm. And I go into the urinal and post it up at the urinal. And there's a dude and he's got his both hands on the phone, neither no. on the dick. Yeah. He's going <laughs> no hander. It looks like he, he then he's, he kind of like puts his hands in the air a little. It looks like he's getting like, like some bread head on his bread you know the way he's <laughs> kind of moving around <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're saying so, he's get, he looks like he's getting uh delayed <laughs> um by the urinal like this he's got his hands up behind the neck behind his head and he's yeah, just dude. like you know swinging his dick around in the urinal yeah. and it's just like if you if you stayed quiet you would probably have heard like a little moan or something is that what you're saying <laughs> Yeah, dude, it looked like he was operating an imaginary hula hoop. And, and, but he, he still had his phone in his hand, too. Like, he's multitasking here. And I don't know why I keep getting exposed to this mm-hmm. type of, uh, this, I guess, like, piss strategy, if you will. Yeah, bar- barbaric behavior. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what's worse, either that, or when, like, like, white guys pull up to the urinal and, like, first thing they do is, like, huck a huge loogie. Mm. Into the urinal, like that's like pretty nasty. I'd almost rather somebody be like gripping their dick with both hands. <laughs> at least they can like wash it after, you know. Yeah, dude, choke that thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think like COVID, man. Like COVID's brought my like hygiene levels to like to normal. You know, like <laughs> like they were like worse than normal before. Like, I would wash my hands, like, only if there's, like, someone else there. Like, mm-hmm. only only if there's another woman in the gender-neutral hand-washing area would I mm-hmm. wash my hands. Uh, but now, after COVID, Ty, I'm washing my hands after, after I piss every time. Fast. Um, Sometimes even before. I think about the Tyler, the creator line, where he's like, I, I'm so precious about myself, I wash my hands before I piss. <laughs> That's amazing that you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Ty, it, it used to be, like, only like a social signaling thing it's like yeah i i'm i got good hygiene i i take care of myself i mm-hmm. i moisturize i i wash my hands with this little labo soap mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know what's and funny? the lotion if it, if it wasn't the labo in the bathrooms i don't think i would wash my hands as much 
It's certainly a motivator. Like, I don't want, I, like, you go to, okay, do you think the subway employees are washing their hands before returning to work? I'm going to guess no for two reasons, Eric. Reason number one, their hand soap, if there is any, is just this anonymous purple goop. I don't want any of that near me. It's probably <laughs> no. toxic. Reason no, number the two is, <laughs> the Purell. <laughs> don't hate on the Purell. <laughs> are, are you a pure, Purell bread? Is that, is that why you're defending it? Uh, no, I'm saying, how could you use that? Like, how could you use, like, the high school pink soap, you know? Like, mm, when did that mm. get outlawed? Yeah, I'm surprised that they're, the FDA hasn't shut that ruckus down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no way I, I'm washing my hands if I'm, if I'm working at Subway, you know? I got the okay. gloves to protect me anyway. That's um, reason number two, Eric. You're gloving up. Like, your exactly. skin, no skin-to-bread contact will be happening. No, There's no exactly. risk of cross-contamination. You're, you're 100% correct about that. Why would you waste those valuable seconds um, where um, your manager might come and yell at you? Like, what are you doing in the bathroom? There's six hun- hungry, hardworking men in line. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing wasting time? <laughs> Don't let these men down. <laughs> exactly. Or the, our fellow iron workers. Yeah, choo-choo. They're going to run a train on that sandwich sandwich artist but the uh yeah dude like i would it would be tough to do the glove thing because like you it's just you'd always smell like your hands would always smell like latex you know mm. yeah armpits smell like onions <laughs> uh hands smell like latex mm-hmm. it's just gross it's gross to work in a kitchen I'll, I'll say it hell yeah dude your clothes have that reminiscent bread barf smell and your hands smell like latex and it's just all around like aromatically probably a very unattractive mm-hmm. you're absolutely right um speaking of like aromatically attractive though me and you after we hit up <laughs> well there's me and you but then also yeah, after <laughs> our natty wine activation we ordered a nice little pizza a pizza a pizza pie a pizza we ordered a nice little upbeats, um, and we grabbed that and ate it on my roof over, you know, overlooking the night sky, and it was just like a beautiful time, just two co-hosts splitting a pie on a rooftop in Vancouver, and I gotta say, that it was a lovely moment I got to share with you. We got a nice little Marg, nice mm-hmm, little Marge, mm-hmm. Marge Simpson pizza. Um, uh, yeah, totally, dude. It was, it was great. so nice. The the night sky, sitting under the night sky, that's nature's recording booth, if you will. So I felt like mm-hmm. I was podcasting Ow! with the world, <laughs> howling to the moon. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it was great. I'm a big uh, fan of the margarita pizza, Eric, because it's the baseline pizza. It's the foundational mm-hmm. pie. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, dude, I... I don't know where I got this information from, and I wish I did because I would go back and like rewatch this content. Um, but I know that the margarita takes its shape, or like it is the way it is because it resembles the Italian flag. Like you mm. know how beautiful that is. Like you got the red sauce, okay? You got the white mozzarella, okay? Mm-hmm. That makes the white, and you got the green basil leaves on top, and that's just like the perfect trifecta of color to represent yeah. a country. The prized possession, the darling of a country. It's mm-hmm. just like all the sweat and, and tears and 
racial slurs have gone into making this beautiful thing. <laughs> so and much. It just brings a tear to my eye. As somebody who is a, a professional foodie, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, can't, I can't not admire that. I love it too, Eric. It's so poetic. And they, they, like the Italians know, they need to protect the pizza at all costs. The protect pizza. the pizza. So it makes sense to celebrate it at such a cultural level as such that it becomes the flag. We do the same thing in Canada with our flag where our most prized cultural possession is uh, Doug Ford and the flag is a little bit reminiscent of his bloated red and white face. <laughs> oh, is, is Doug Ford the one that like OD'd in like Poco? <laughs> yeah. Or is that, is that Rob Ford? Oh, I don't know. It was one of the Ford brothers. But the Ford brothers are the only thing edgy about Canada. Drake's a wuss. Our <laughs> prime minister is a simp. And the Ford brothers are hard as hell. That's right. Your pussy is calling my <laughs> name. My name. <laughs> wow. Dude, I got, I got words for the Doug brothers. I mean, the Ford brothers. And I'm just going to include Tom Ford in that. Like trifecta as well. I got yeah, words Tom, for Tom, Tom Sachs too. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you increase the price of your tank tops, buddy? <laughs> why are they so affordable? What are you doing with me right now? Yeah, why are they so Tom affordable? <laughs> God damn it! So Eric, if the pizza is the national treasure of Italy, the baseline, the margarita is the baseline. It's, <laughs> it's your functional pizza, right? Everything else on top yeah, of that is it's... ornamentation. It's the BMT. It's the default. This is what I was going to ask you is what is the margarita pizza at Subway? And I was hoping you <laughs> wouldn't say the pizza sub, but you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the BMT is the only thing at Subway. Like everything stems from the BMT. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that like they changed the entire fucking menu. And then when I was there, the person behind me said, do you have the BMT still? It's like, it's like, we need an encore. It's like, we're not done with you yet, you know? It's like, bring yeah, back dude. the BNT, man. It's a cultural heavy hitter. Like, people want to talk about mm -hmm. it. People don't mm -hmm. want to talk about these new age, this new school sandwich structure. Mm -hmm. You're right. Sometimes things, you know, um, you know, when they are new and they're introduced to an area, they don't, they don't last very long, Ty. Um, no. And, you know, on that topic, I want to share some sad news with you. And I'm really oh, hoping no. that you've, uh, you've, you're not hearing this for the first time from me, but uh, Domino's oh. tie has gone bankrupt in Italy. Oh, dude, I thought you were going to talk about Skeet and Kim. Oh. I was like preparing for that heartbreak. But oh. yes, you're right. Domino's I don't know what's is... worse. I don't know what's worse, Ty. Oh, what's so going much... on? It's been a really hard week for <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Domino's leaving Italy, they pulled out. They pulled out, they busted all over Italy's boot. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they they were dead wrong. They, I, I read that their entire strategy was like, well, uh, in Italy, uh, nobody gets a delivery. So we make a pizza for a delivery. <laughs> That's their value promise. They're going to deliver the pizza. They're going to deliver the pizza to you. And during COVID, yeah, sure, maybe that would work out, but that's some lazy American shit. Like, come on. Andiamo, let's go to the pizzeria. Like, that's more like it, am I right? 
Yeah, they misunderstood that all the Italians got their little scoot scooters and and they don't want to be pent up in their like brick prison in like the fourth floor of a old like 16th century (laughs) townhouse that has no running water. Yeah, exactly. They want they want to spend their days in the piazzas and in the parks. Mm Hmm. And also. When they're in the piazzas in the parks, they don't want to be eating a cheeseburger pizza. <laughs> like, let's just <laughs> let's just keep it a hundred percent. Like, it's not about the cheeseburger pizza. It's not about the chicken on the pizza. Like, this this is like sacrilegious. Like, I would be so offended for an American company to come into my country that I invented pizza like two thousand years ago to be like, would you like uh, would you like ground beef on this pizza? Like, are you are you fucking crazy? Have you tried adding artichokes? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like the capricciosa yeah. flavor of pizza pie literally means like it's like everything else in your fridge. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's all kinds of stuff on there, right? Mm-hmm. Not a, <laughs> there's no ground beef or chicken in sight. And that's that's the everything else pizza. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And that's like what Domin- the backbone of the, the Domino's pizza engine. Is putting ground beef on pieces. The meat <laughs> lovers, hell yeah! It's so weird. Like, you, what a silly and cocky business to think they can just walk into Italy and sell them a pizza. It's so funny. It's so it like, can you imagine being on the the a chairman on the Domino's board, trying mm-hmm. to push for that? Mm-hmm. How much you? How much you have to believe in your product? <laughs> <laughs> they thought they wanted cheeseburger pizza. That's really fun. <laughs> so wait, you're going you're going to Roma in a couple of weeks. You'll be uh, dining amongst the Italians at Trastevere or in the, uh, mm-hmm. the Jewish ghetto. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Eric, you can swing by a little place called Subway, who we know <laughs> has a few franchises throughout Rome. And Roma. Like, I want you to go there, Eric, and I want you to order. The pizza sub. It's a sleeper pizza, or it's a it's sleeper sandwich in, in North America. It's pretty good. But I want to know how are they interpreting for the Italian market? Because it's probably the same situation as the cheeseburger pizza. Hmm. Yeah. How is Subway able to survive? Like, offensive ass Subway is able to survive in Italy, but Domino's can't. Like, I think with Domino's, there's like a little bit of like novelty it's like oh it's like what fat americans eat it's like oh it's kind of funny like let's go try the fat food um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's like <laughs> let's go Ma- mario let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the dominoes and have the high cholesterol yeah it's their ethnic food night exactly it's like we're eating american tonight <laughs> <laughs> yuck yuck um but yeah how is subway able to survive like they're it's even more offensive you know, for Subway to exist in Italy than Domino's, if you think about it. Like, it's like, they are equally as famous for the panini, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. uh, Subway's saying, like, oh, yeah, let me get the Italian herbs and cheese. And it's like, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, yeah, it's like, huh, they, like, Italy probably invented bread, too, you know? It, dude, Italy invented most deli meats, the mortadella. Dude, and the I'm going to tell you right now, bro. Nothing should exist in Italy because they invented everything. Yeah, no. So, Italy should not have a single company, they, and they usually they kind of don't. Like <laughs> they don't. There don't companies don't really exist in Italy. It's just like you're like great someone's great grandfather's last name or first name is your business, and you still mm-hmm. work there. 
exactly. Everything's family run. Because these like, are my great grand puppies, a bottega, and now <laughs> it is my bottega. Mm-hmm, exactly. But you know what? For the pod, I might actually have to do that because that is sound. That sounds pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. And if you think way back, Kai, to like, like first ten episodes of this podcast, we talked mm-hmm. about um, like like subways in various cities and how mm-hmm. they look on Street View. And Rome mm-hmm. was one of them. We we like fucking went to the Rome subway and looked at it. And how fucking crazy would it be if I were to go there now? Like that's that's pretty wild. It's full circle, baby, from one tip of the foot long to the other. Hell yeah, baby. And I'm still hungry. Hell yeah. Dude, I, wow. yeah, you got to make that happen for, for the pod, for the breadheads. I think we can get Ooh, something like uh, a scientific American or something, mm-hmm. a journal, pu- publish yeah. a thesis here. Yeah, um, absolutely. This is a great segue, Eric, because I wanted to talk to you about a subway that I found, and I have it pulled up on Street View to share with you right now. Oh, please. Yes, it's not in Rome. It's in um, our beloved sibling city of Seattle, Washington. The worst city on fucking earth. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a strong tie between Portland and Seattle for the worst, shittiest city in America. It's because the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> has, they haven't found themselves yet. Like, Seattle is Nirvana on the streets and Amazon in the glass-paned sheets. <laughs> in the 400 thread count sheets. <laughs> yeah. Which is an incredible contrast. Very highbrow, lowbrow. Except if if an Amazon was highbrow, it's just rich but lowbrow. Mm. It's all lowbrow. It's pretty there. cool. It's pretty cool because it's like two uh, two opposite sides of the coin, but they both make me want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so a little backstory. <laughs> I'm ripping through the University of Washington area in North Seattle. I'm trying to go make my virgin maiden voyage to the Shake Shack there which is a mm. whole nother story we can dabble in. Please. But uh, while I was on my way there, I ripped past a subway near the university grounds in one of those like strip malls. And it caught my eye because every business in the strip mall was so degenerative and subway was amongst them. So I'm going to share a screen <laughs> share with you, Eric, of this strip mall and i want you to try to describe to describe to the breadheads all the businesses that you're observing adjacent to this subway uh we'll share the latitude and longitude in the episode description for the breadheads to check out themselves this is so Drop wild okay yeah check this out what do we got here Eric? Next <laughs> to the subway oh my god uh, that's a donut shop yeah a donut factory right beside the subway um it looks and like a on yeah, I mean, it has decent reviews. And on the right is a marijuana dispensary. Is that right? Yeah, The Joint. The Joint, LLC.com. <laughs> it's got some very Republican-looking branding, and it looks very, like it's yeah, been patriotic. open for maybe a week. Yeah, patriotic. The signage is just like a – it almost looks like a flag. Um, <laughs> if like, like if Trump were to, like – run for like the green party in canada like something mm-hmm. like that would probably be is like you know design language yeah um, dude the this fucking marijuana dispensary looks like if trump opened a marijuana dispensary <laughs> wow you're right and it's like come in you know spark up with with mm-hmm. the with the boys in blue and mm-hmm. afterwards they'll hit the way you know white bread white bread and mayo sandwich 
Hell yeah, what a marathon run. Yeah. Okay. We, got, we got a few more um, businesses in this little park. What else do we got this here? Little, this building. <laughs> the Man, the type of customer that like parks in one of these stalls and frequents any of these businesses is like a torched human. Um, <laughs> like their cars got fuck. like dents in it, I bet. Their cars got dents in it. They'd probably have like um, some sticker like on the back window or something that says like... Um, like I, uh, again, I voted for Trump, you bitch, or something like that. Yeah, they're like the Corolla's muffler is just wheezing, the driver is <laughs> coughing. <laughs> uh, it's and everything's gonna be parked like over the line of the parking stall. I just know it. Mm-hmm. And they're like listening to like a Steve Aoki like ACDC remix. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's buddy. that's so Seattle. It's, it's very Seattle. Uh, anyways, you know, adjacent to the. Uh, joint is a looks like a sushi restaurant right um mm-hmm. but it's called big tuna <laughs> it's called big tuna big tuna i like this like okay and then at the very end there's another smoke shop this one looks like it specializes in, in pipe it's a mm-hmm. pipery um and what's really cool about this like layout here ty is that you have like food alternating with drugs that's kind of cool. <laughs> like <laughs> it kind of is like it's like a one, two, one, two, one, two of like food, marijuana, food, like crack pipes. <laughs> That's yeah, like dude. pretty impressive. It's so funny because like Subway is sitting amongst all these like family businesses. If like your family was like in a, in a gang, like my, oh, my brother's on the street or my family. And, mm-hmm. but you have this like giant conglomerate of a business amongst them as if they're all friends. Like, I like mm-hmm. to think of all these businesses as friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, the estranged, um, like, cousin that finally made it to a Thanksgiving is here. Like, that's like, mm-hmm. that's like those smoking glassware shop at the end. Yeah, the guy. vape shop. They got the e-juice, the e-cigs. Now, this yeah. is what's, what blew my mind about this strip mall, Eric, is that no other fast food joint, <laughs> pardon my pun about the joint, no other fast food <laughs> joint would dare post up in the strip mall alongside a dispensary, a vape shop, big tuna sushi, and a donut factory. It just, like, you wouldn't see triple A McDonald's or, like, even a Burger King posted here. It's, like, Subway has no class when it comes to <laughs> locations. They do not care. They will put one anywhere. They will, like, open a pop-up in a dumpster. Dude, they don't discriminate, man. They they see a real estate opportunity and they are in they don't require Mm. any square footage like you can a subway can be like like a shoebox apartment or it can be Mm -hmm. a mansion it doesn't matter like the space is irrelevant because people are in and they're out and Mm -hmm. you know a takeout subway and a dine-in subway operate pretty much the same way to be honest it is kind of weird though like all other fast food if you think about most fast food restaurants they're really trying to design their building to bring their clients in, like pull you in, make, magnetically attract you. Think about the Golden Arches, or you think about like a giant blue building for a Burger King that you can like, you can drive in circles around it. But Subway is always like tucked in the corner of a strip mm-hmm. mall and so discreet, like just a little tiny door. But people find it like flies, mm-hmm. like moths to a light. Yeah, you're right. People are swarming around this subway here. Um, there's there's two people 
sitting outside the joint and it looks like they are partaking perhaps um in, in what the uh <laughs> in what the you know place has to offer here Ty, can oh, you do for a sure. favor and uh can we just do like a zoom in on this guy's like board shorts this guy's wearing oh, like yeah. like 15 inch inseam um <laughs> like cargo board shorts and they, they're like going down to like mid calf yeah, do you think it's like this? a strategic move to pack all his pockets with like drug paraphernalia it must be like if this dude was any shorter, Eric. These board shorts would be board pants. Dude, they'd be dragging on the ground, you know, behind these uh, <laughs> uh, chocolates or whatever he's wearing. This like, like thong sandal things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's up with the flippy floppies either, but from the waist down, it's very like a consistent vibe. Um, I don't know where you can get board shorts this long, Eric. I didn't even know they made them this long. These are basically capris at this point. Mm-hmm. You're you're super right about that. If these were Jeez. a sandwich, they would be a seven inch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're neither here nor there. That's for sure. Mm. Can you do me a favor and just spin us around like one eighty degrees? I, I'm really curious. Uh, like, what's directly in front of the subway here? Oh yeah, we're just in the middle of Nowheresville, Seattle, the corner of Roosevelt and Northeast Forty Fifth Street. Holy shit. Um. Yeah, and it looks like there's like a gas station and a whole lot of nothing going on. I see there's like a colorful building, looks a bit like a university. Yeah, that might be a campus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, I thank God I don't live here, man. I thank God. We, I wonder, we're, we're so blessed, man. We're so blessed, dude. But I have one other comment I wanted to ask you or make to you about this all-star lineup of businesses. Big tuna, sushi, and teriyaki. Do you think the Subway tuna scandal has affected their business? Their neighboring <laughs> business is trying to ruin tuna for everyone. And your Are they? Or do you think... Big tuna. Well, they could be ruining tuna, or they could be saying, like, look, you can't trust these guys to our left. Like, come mm. over to Big Tuna, and, and we'll take care of you. you right. <laughs> That's a good point. This... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll be honest, Ty, when I first saw this restaurant, Signage, I thought this was like a camping gear or like fishing gear, like, you know, wholesaler. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> this this doesn't look like a restaurant whatsoever. It's like, if we didn't zoom in right now on these, like, you know, PNG images of, like, sushi, mm -hmm. um, I, I would have completely, like, missed it and assumed that this was like a face pro shop, like, knockoff or something. I totally get why you think that because the typefaces used to type out Big Tuna Sushi and Teriyaki, it looks like the cover of like Madagascar 2. It like it looks <laughs> like a DVD. Yeah, exactly. Follow your nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, so, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks for looking with me. Pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, and then I, mean, I uh, drove past a subway location in East Van, East Vancouver, a few days ago, Eric. <laughs> and the only two uh, businesses yes. in the strip mall was Subway. And then the business next to it was just called Bitcoin. That's all <laughs> it said. <laughs> and, and where in the east side was this? Is this on oh, Hastings? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm dropping pins all over the city. So I'm really blanking on the street corner. But it was somewhere like... South, like South Broadway area. Mm. Oh, okay, South Broadway. Well, that's Black not East Van. 
That's like no, like South Broadway, like Commercial Drive, Broadway Commercial area. South Broadway Commercial. Oh, uh, okay. I've I've walked by that subway before. I know exactly. No, it's by the Rio do. Rio Theater. It's by the Rio Theater. Yeah. Dude, I know. I know. I know the one, but you know, I haven't been inside. I have not patroned at this subway, um, but I know the one you're talking about. And there is another one time. Yeah. What's that? Do you have a mental map of all the subway locations in this city or all the Bitcoin ATMs in this city? I'm mental for subway. That's, that's a goddamn fact. <laughs> um, but listen, I got to show you this, this sign here. This is another good one. I have the street view um, pulled up. One second. Let me just navigate to a nice little spot. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. Okay, let me, let me pull this up for you to type. One second. This is this is really important. Um, all right, I got another subway here for you. This is the exhibition plaza over here oh, on Hastings. Hell yeah, here on Hastings by uh, the PE. I'm very familiar with the subway location. Oh yeah, buddy, this is a great little spot. This is a slutty little plaza. You know why? Yeah, why? Because look at this hierarchy on the signage. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! So for the listeners, there's a. There's like a plaza, right? It has the names, the Exhibition Plaza. And obviously there's a bunch of like businesses here. There's a Cannoli King. There's a Fodon, mm-hmm. Fo both good businesses. Mm-hmm. There's a subway and it's positioned right in the center. So it's the signage is conflicting with the signage for the plaza. And for some reason, subway won the, uh, <laughs> won the, the hierarchy court, battle. won the hierarchy yeah. battle in court, um, you know, for, uh, What's it called when, like, you know, parents split up, like, Skeet and, Skeet and Kim, and, like, oh, yeah. custody. They won custody over the over the placement here, and uh, the subway logo is prominently displayed above the plaza logo, so I thought that was a really cool hierarchy move. Dude, this is whack. It actually looks like Subway sponsors Exhibition Plaza. It looks like you're going to the Subway Exhibition Plaza, not on, like, Rogers mm-hmm. Arena, you know? Yeah, much like the uh, Subway Sun Run that I took part in. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of exactly the move here. Yeah. So this is, yeah, yeah this is, this them. is Vancouver Staples Center. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm glad I, could, I had the opportunity to share that with you, Ty. And, and you, you know exactly where I'm talking about. Cool, too. Mm-hmm, I've driven past there a few times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Redheads, if you've seen a subway in a weird strip mall, if you visited a weird subway in a sketchy part of town, if you see some funny subway signs, send them our way. We'll feature them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you and know what? We'll take credit for them. <laughs> and we, yeah, exactly. That's not that bad. Um, so I, have, I have another thing to share with you. I think I might have told you already in person, so we're going to have to like, just act surprised. Okay, hit me. Um, but... I was walking around Chinatown, Vancouver, and you know it's it's a hot day. We, we're in a bit of a heat dome. It's a, we're getting some hot dome here in Canada, and yeah, um, feeling it on my dome. Know, yeah. So when you know when high temperatures mix with the cultural movement that is Pride Month, um, mm-hmm. there there are you know a lot of crazy things happening in public. One of which was um, a you know lesbian couple or just two women. I, I, I won't assume their relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were dining al fresco mm-hmm. at a ramen shop. So hot day, hot soup. Obviously, they're working hot, up quite hot, a bit of shower. a shower. 
hot, hot, hot bitch. Um, but they were, you know, obviously working up quite a bit of a sweat. And I walk by, you know, this and this woman is full topless, giddies out thigh, eating ramen. <laughs> she has fucking uh, got her face in her bowl and she has her tits like fully out. No baby wow. being breastfed. Like just tits out. Wow. The breasties were on full display. That's right. The chicken karage were out for everyone to see. <laughs> the cutlets were out of the room, <laughs> basking in the sun. Mm-hmm, exactly. The, the two seasoned marinated eggs <laughs> mm-hmm. were, were floating above the bowl of ramen in this case. So how did you react to seeing this, Eric? Did you peep the nip or did you respectfully look away? Well, I peeped both nips, obviously. If you're going to put your uh, honkers out for everyone to see, you best believe I'm mm-hmm. looking. Um, mm-hmm. And I was walking with Bay, and Bay was like taking it back as well. And not even because I was just looking at some other girl's titties, but because mm-hmm. this woman had the audacity, bro, to just like have her tits out. And I and I'm like, I'm a free the nipple uh, ally, you know. I I love my, I'm a feminist ally. I love my women, you know what I mean. So I, I mm-hmm. I'm very conflicted about how to feel about this. It's a really tricky one. I mean, it's one thing to let the boobies out at a beach or a public park or any yeah. really like but we have a like a culturally a no shirt no shoes no service policy that i thought we all agreed on mm-hmm. yeah totally i mean that's just there so that homeless people can't come in and that's fine with mm-hmm. me um i think you know that's a great rule for that but <laughs> yeah. like we're nowhere near a beach like there's like a beach like topless radius and it's like if you can mm-hmm. like smell the seaweed then like, you're close enough to take your shirt off like it's fine yeah if there's but like if still the sand in, like, on the patio yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 if yeah if you're able to walk barefoot from the beach to where you're wanting to dine and you're not at risk of contracting like hepatitis c from stepping on a like, needle mm-hmm. um you're probably you fine yeah but you shouldn't have to wear shoes then no but the nearest beach from this patio is like a 30 minute drive <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that's, like, way, way too far to, for you to be, like, having your nips out. Damn. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm conflicted as well, Eric. Is this righteous or, like, I don't want to accidentally cancel the wrong thing here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, mean, I'm on my tiptoes. You know how I came to the conclusion, though, that I don't like this? Because mm-hmm. if a man was doing it, I would still hate it. Mm, yep, yep, you're right. You know what I mean? Any, if anyone had their shirt off at a restaurant, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Honestly, it's not even about the aesthetics. It's it's ergonomically unsafe. What if you get some of that hot ramen broth <laughs> on the chesties? Yeah, you, you could seriously burn your nips. And you're, that's, that's dangerous, man. You're a liability to the restaurant and yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the kind of shit you see in, you know, go Chinatown, Thai, especially during Pride Month. Wow. It's a wild place. What a wild place. But I have one, one more question for you about this situation, nipuation you found yourself in. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. were, were these six inches or foot longs? Oh, they're foot longs. They're big, big old yeezys. She, got, she brought the heavies out. Wow, interesting. Yeah. yeah. If, if, she, if, if it was like a, you know, if she was flat as a board, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even look twice. 
<laughs> well, Eric, I, I understand <laughs> that because I understand the situation because like a couple of double D's are going to generate a lot of a lot of breast sweat in in a bra and a hot heat dome. Mm-hmm. So like you're going to instead of making like a 12 ounce fountain drink of sweat, one might might as well try to reserve some of that fluid to keep mm. cool while eating the ramen. Mm-hmm. You, you may be right, but, you know, everyone else thought I was fully clothed. and <laughs> I mean, They all read the brief. They all, yeah, they, they understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. But, huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, you know what, if she was like a 10, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I would be like so happy for her. I'd be like, yes, queen. I would take a knee and put a fist up and be like, yes, my feminist, like, queen, I'm with you. I support you. But this girl was kind of mid, bro. Like, she was, like, a bit of a dud. Eating, I don't think like, he... okay looking. They were big, but they were okay. Uh, if she was, like, a, if she was a piece, I would be, I would be, like, you know, how, how long for a table? <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Um... Yeah, but is there a wait list? Ah, <laughs> uh, I... I don't think you can gatekeep, though, who it can and can't go shirtless, Eric. I feel like we yes, you we can. just need hard and fast rules because I don't know who's in charge of making that call, and I don't trust them. I mean, I don't think so, buddy. I think there is hot privilege. Like, hot day, there's hot privilege. If you're, like, a smoke show, you can get away with a lot. Like, Timothy Chalamet is, like, not a good actor. But we put up with it because he's he's a piece. Same with Jacob Elordi. You know what I mean? We don't, oh, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, I think they could just like Timothy Chalamet could get rid of every every part of him but his cheekbones, and I'd still watch his films if he was just a <laughs> cheekbone. <laughs> exactly. You gotta go see the yeah at a, at a restaurant. I'd be like, damn man, put those away. Like I'm getting. I'm getting bricked up, and I'm just trading <laughs> ramen here. Holy shit, yeah. Dude, I, that's all this Dune 2 is just going to be featuring Timothy Chalamet's cheekbones. The rest of him Those was are cut the from the film. Yeah, exactly. Those are the Dunes. I don't want to see that weird shit up his nose anyways. No, there's no way. Whack. <laughs> Whack, man. You're Whack. living in a crazy, crazy, silly place. This is a crazy, silly place we live in. Dude, it never fails to amuse me what goes on around me and like I can just peek out my window and I'll just see something funny like that's like kind of a blessing you know what I mean like I I pay more rent than I need to just to be entertained constantly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) as one does some people prefer ocean views you have an alley view both equally enticing (laughs) to look out to and ponder Mm -hmm. yeah I got the best of both I head up to the roof I can see the ocean I head mm-hmm. down to my floor, and I can see something else. <laughs> it's really hard to predict. It's it's hard for me to even like describe what might be there because it's always different. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Just like every day is a different sandwich. Every view is a different mm-hmm. puddle of urination, or mm-hmm. stranded animal, or stranded garbage animal. strewn about the streets. Yeah. SPCA is on duty. This is a coverage area for them, and they are sometimes they wrangle up, you know, people too. 
they're not afraid to, to you know throw it around some drug addict neck and yank him into the van and drive off. So Whatever I've keeps our it. streets safe, my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what, Ty? Speaking of heat films, I've been uh, wanting to talk about this. I'm, I think I'm on a bit of a cold sandwich wave right now. And mm. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going untoasted for a while. It's, it all started with my Seattle trip and my ice-cold footlong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of been enjoying the idea of, like, a cold-cut sandwich. And I mean that both temperature-wise and substance-wise. What, what, what well, I'm disgusted. That's my initial <laughs> reaction. But then, <laughs> when you talk about it, it sounds like it's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of an acquired taste. Like, you gotta just accept that, like, the sandwich is gonna be different. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be, like, maybe a shock to the system. Mm-hmm. Cold glass of water on a hot day. It's so refreshing, mm-hmm. actually. Like, you don't really need to toast when it's, like, so warm out. Like, it's kind of nice to have, like, a cold cold sandwich, you know what I mean? Doesn't that just, like, sound yeah. nice? Like, a cold sandwich. Like, oh, it cold sounds pretty pizza, nice right you know? now. Yeah, like, it's, it's hot sandwich. enough that I'm going to have to reapply my deodorant in an hour. So, why would I want to eat a hot hot meal? Rick, exactly. Eric, how, how do you get past the texture of the squishy bread? It's so squishy. <laughs> the squishy bread, I mean... Yeah, the bread at Subway could use, you know, an improvement. But think about, like, a freshly baked, you know, baguette. Like, you don't need to, like, toast it. Like, if it if it went, you know, slightly stale from sitting on the countertop, then, yeah, toast that up. And that's a great way to, like, revitalize the bread. But if it's, like, a nice, fresh, baked baguette or sourdough or anything, it's just, like, it's, it's nicely, you know? Well, a, a, a well-baked baguette, Eric has almost like a, an application of bronzer on the end. Even untoasted, it has a little bit of a crispy edge to it. Oh, that yeah. doesn't exist at Subway. Subway's bread out of the box, out of the <laughs> bread retarder, is <laughs> it's like a sponge. It has, it has a lot of elasticity, but very mm-hmm. little crisp. Mm-hmm. It relies on the toaster. That gives it the contrast that the mouth needs, the palate needs that texture mm. to feel satisfied. Otherwise, mm. you might as well just go eat a sponge. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I disagree. I think the bread at Subway is good enough for me to not have to toast it because the benefits of the cold sandwich, you know, outweigh whatever else is going to happen. You know, whatever whatever it will be, will be right. And uh, the only thing I, I would caution you with, though, is your sauce application. Like, if you're going untoasted, you got to, like, choose your sauces wisely. And, you know, some more tangier or, like, crazier sauces really do work well with toast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're untoasted, maybe keep it basic. Go a little mayo and, like, I don't know, something else. But don't go too crazy. Yeah, I be- totally get that. That's sage advice from a veteran sandwich maker, Eric. Thank you for God that. My question for you is do you go for traditionally cold proteins like a big ass glob of tuna or perhaps the egg salad (laughs) something that retains Mm. its temperature that's an important distinction never get like a chicken like imagine getting a shredded chicken or like a like fake chicken it's it's freaking it's 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 shredded shredded freaking yeah Uh, i would never do something like that 
uh, cold. Uh, that's obviously toasted. Obviously, meatball, toasted. Like, don't even like ask. Steak and cheese, that. yeah. Steak and cheese, yeah. But honestly, like, who are we kidding? We're we're getting cold cuts always. We're getting BMT and cold. Of course, it's cold. It's in the name, cold cut. Exactly. Come on, are you toasting a cold cut? What are you fucking crazy? It's wild. It's funny though, because like the BMT, <laughs> as you said earlier in the episode, the most goaded sub is mm-hmm. like that's a 100p toast that bitch up, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's primarily cold cuts in there. So maybe of the BMT, the beauty MT, beauty must be toasted. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, it's it, a- it goes it goes both ways. How can you? How can I be homophobic? My my sandwich gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how can I eat cold top cuts when my sandwich is toasted? They're no longer they're hot cuts now. Mm-hmm. God damn right. Damn. Well, Ty, I'm so hungry now. Like that conversation just made me so hungry. I'm ready to eat some pasta, maybe some supreme mac and cheese. <laughs> oh yeah, the supreme mac and cheese box here at Copto and Grailed. I'm sure you're <laughs> excited to spell the word supreme and take a photo for the gram oh yeah buddy um, yeah, little noodles so, no, what, what's another word you can spell with those letters uh where, where are my scrabble heads at uh p p sperm that's what i'm gonna spell i'm gonna spell out sperm on my spoon and just like put it in my mouth and swallow. <laughs> gobble gobble. He he swallows. Gobble gobble. That's right. Okay, Ty. Okay. Good King. episode. We we came yeah. with the uh, double extendo. We came with a foot long pro episode here because obviously missed our Tuesday epi, but you know, we we uh we came to deliver today. You're welcome. Yeah, dude. That's the L P, not the E P. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening if you made it this long we appreciate you breadheads we couldn't do it without you that's not true we could do it without you you don't need an audience to make a podcast you can start one today on Anchor it's free and you can make money yeah. with literally no minimum listenership yeah, it's literally free we, are, we all know that mm-hmm. shout out Anchor shout out to Anchor V <laughs> All right, King. I'm out. Let's bounce. Have a good weekend. Think fresh, everybody. Salute. Ciao.